Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Irrelevant Sports. I'm your host, Marissa Womack. If you didn't know, now you know. Um, this is, I don't know what episode. I've kind of lost track at this point, um, but I am here with Sophie, so you can give a little intro. Hi, I'm Sophie um, Bengochia. That's my last name. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> Most people are just like, Sophie. <laughs> um, I'm on the beach volleyball team here. I'm a junior, and I am majoring in criminal justice with a minor in law and society. And I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Position-wise, there's, like, defender, blocker. Yeah. Um, I'm 5'6 on a really great day, <laughs> so I'm the defender. I'm in, yeah. like, the back of the court. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been playing since, I've been playing indoor volleyball, like I started my volleyball career in third grade, and then I started playing beach in fifth grade, and pretty much once I started beach, I decided that's what I wanted to play, Mm -hmm. and so I I kept doing, like, school indoor volleyball for, like, the social aspect, Mm -hmm. but beach has always been my main sport since then. Yeah, and I feel like training-wise, like, it's easier to... But also, I don't know, because, like, I feel like going from sand to court mm-hmm. can kind of be, like, hard on your body. It can definitely be really hard on your body. Um, I stopped after my sophomore year because I had a bad injury with my ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely, it's always fun to go from beach to indoor because yeah. you feel like you can jump super high and, like, you feel really cool. Yeah. But it definitely is really hard on your body mm-hmm. to go back and forth. Yeah. Where were you in indoor? I was center. Oh, you're mm-hmm. a setup. That's yeah. how I was. That's what Kelly was, too. No way. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. I, I, I love setting. I love fun. And, like, you always got to touch the ball. Yeah. That's There's like always a touch. Thing. That's yeah. why I, I loved it. Yeah. I would, even if it was, like, over there, I'd be like, it's mine. It's mine. Just yeah. let me take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so how was, like, the recruiting process like here? The recruiting process, so for beach volleyball, there's not a lot of money yeah. in the sport yet, so they have limited scholarships. Mm-hmm. So um, before the new NCAA rules that came out like two years ago, one year ago, for like the mm-hmm. and and for recruiting too. Okay. So the new rule is that like you can't talk to a coach until you're like uh, so after your sophomore year. Mm-hmm. But there were girls when I was getting recruited, like committing in eighth grade. Yeah. And so when I I committed, I started my recruiting process. Um, second semester or late in my freshman year Mm -hmm. and then I committed my um fall of my or right after Christmas my sophomore year and it basically I had a really great experience Mm -hmm. my parents kind of always knew I was going to pick this place because of the relationship I had with the coaches Mm -hmm. like all the phone calls were always long and I was was having a great time like talking to Mm -hmm. them and um I knew that in Texas, like, there's not a lot of beach volleyball, yeah. so I knew that, like, I wanted to find somewhere with, like, a family, like, kind of, but I actually, I committed during lunch, lunch hour, and I called two other coaches before I committed, being like, sorry, like, I'm not gonna come, like, thank yeah. you, whatever, and then I tried calling my coaches, neither of them picked up, and so I left a voicemail being like, hey, I'm going in, guys! Wait, and then before they even like responded to me, I like posted like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, they always say that they're gonna play the voicemail on my senior day. That's so. 
I know. Like, imagine just being, like, in lunch and all your friends are just looking at you and your coach is... I know. I, like, wait to, like, the back. I was by myself when I did it, but that morning... I was just like, that day, I was like, I'm tired of this. Like, it was so stressful. I was like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. How many, like, other, like, offers? Like, mm-hmm. did you did I had, I had, not a bunch. I had a few other offers um, from schools, just kind of all around. Mm-hmm. Um, I visited mainly schools on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, and schools that kind of made more sense scholarship-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was... Um, there were like a few schools that I was between, but San Antonio or San Antonio, South Carolina just kind of checked all the boxes for me. Mm-hmm. Like beautiful campus, yeah. Like the school itself, like being in the SEC, I want mm-hmm. like a football. I want the that tradition, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, the girls when I came here to visit, they were all super amazing to me, mm-hmm. super sweet. Yeah, coaches. Like, it all just kind of aligned for me. Like, yeah. the other ones didn't check all the boxes like these did. Mm-hmm. Like, South Carolina did. Yeah. You know, like, Louisville and, like, Texas. Like, if they had, like, teams, like, for mm-hmm. beach volleyball, too, right now. They don't. Okay. So, actually, UT posted that they were supposed to be getting a beach volleyball program. Mm-hmm. But they haven't, like, updated anyone, yeah. like, when that's going to be established and stuff. Mm-hmm. But... It's actually the fastest growing sport in the NCAA. So it's not like Olympics. We win. The women's team wins the Olympics every year. Mm -hmm. So it's ever since then, we've just been like growing. Like, so there's new programs every year. Yeah. New. They grow so fast. Like become great so fast. So it's really cool to see. Mm -hmm. And I feel like just like having coasts like all around the Mm -hmm. U.S. is super easy for like even people for doing it like amateur wise and like Mm -hmm. just like for it's awesome. It's such a great sport. Mm-hmm. It's such a great sport. Like, you can just go and be in the sun. Like, mm-hmm. there's music. There's, um, like, just being outside. You know, just all of it. Like, mm-hmm. people of all ages love it. Yeah. You know? And there's always, like, annual, like, beach fun. Yeah, It's like, people, like, make it, like, a fun. Oh, my gosh. There's this tournament in Florida. It's called Fuds. Mm, Florida or Gulf or Alabama. I'm not okay. really sure. They're the same. But, yeah, same thing. Uh, but it's, like, this giant, like, six-man tournament. Everyone dresses up, and everyone's just, like, it's just basically a giant party, but, like, all, like, you know everyone there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a fun event, like, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So there's a lot of those, which is really cool. How's, like, like, because y- y'all's team is kind of small, so, like, how's the difference between, like, a six-man versus, like, a two when it comes to, like, competition? Because you guys, like, solely do twos, right? Yeah. So in, in college, it's only twos. Mm-hmm. Um which is harder mm-hmm. because there's just a lot more court to cover. Yeah. But it's great still. I I, I would I think it's makes it more competitive mm-hmm. and makes it like viewing wise for viewers, like it's a much better sport to yeah. watch, I feel like. Yeah. When it, it's, it's not too faster, like it's faster, mm-hmm. like it's it's really cool. Yeah. And like I feel like you as a player, like you get to get you touch the ball every single time. Yeah. And every like play. with your partner, like it's so close with them yeah like the trust it's like i feel like it's really cool like the best pairs like it's based off their chemistry Mm -hmm. basically like it's based off of how well they know each other they trust each other so it's cool in that aspect yeah it really matters like Mm -hmm. as a human being too yeah i feel like volleyball is like definitely the most uplifting it's not like going from like soccer 
track and like flexible to like volleyball mm-hmm. even indoor was like such like a big difference mm-hmm. in the atmosphere because like you go from screaming at everyone yeah. in soccer and like just being very aggressive yeah. to like after every single point the, no matter what yeah like, you got it like yeah you, got you bring it in yeah. the it's like people are always who don't uh, play beach volleyball like we high five the other team every mm-hmm. time we go under the net like because we do okay. side changes every single mm-hmm. points people are like like it's weird that like you guys high five each other so much and mm-hmm. then you're all also high having the other team like what's going on yeah but it's just kind of like how it is like mm-hmm. it's a respect thing it's really cool yeah i do love that part about it mm-hmm. how are like the rules different from like indoor to beach for like someone who doesn't so for um for indoor and beach so an indoor a touch off the block doesn't count as like a touch so you get three touches yeah but that block touch doesn't count yeah so you get four technically if you like count mm-hmm. that touch but for beach it does count so oh, as soon as the ball okay. touches the block you have two times two touches to get back yeah. over um they're also a little more strict when it comes to hand setting like you can't mm-hmm. it has to stay on the like plane of your shoulders yeah you have to face where you're gonna set every time especially if you're gonna set it over mm-hmm. um you can't open hand tip you have to use your knuckles <laughs> i know and then that's i think so that's good. Good. i loved tipping it so. i know it's so fun yeah but it makes sense why you can't do it yeah because there would just be no chance yeah. to pick anything up at that point yeah. so because there are yeah, there's literally two people. <laughs> um, but I feel like honestly, like this summer at camp, I would, like played with a lot of people, mm-hmm. and like we would do like four on three or like six on two or whatever. Like it was mm-hmm. just like so like un like it, it shouldn't work, but mm-hmm. it always worked so much better. Yeah, like it, it's just like so much easier to be able to cover your section mm-hmm. and be like, all right, like this is my fault. If yeah, I'm it, so like I just need to. Yeah, go it's super. It. Yeah. It's nice, and, like, no, like only having two people, like, it's, like, you both have to be on the same page. Like, mm-hmm. You both have to be competing, and, like, I kind of like how you can't, you can always, like, it can always be more of someone's fault, like, someone can't yeah, do yeah. as well, but, like, at the end of the day, like, it's a partnership, yeah. and, like, you're just as good as your partner, which I do really like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, like, the team and like games mm-hmm. specifically is it like like tennis okay where it's like everyone... i've heard it's like tennis but i don't know how okay. tennis works but but it's like easy you hair gets a yeah. different pair yeah so, so everyone plays. well we do not everyone on the team will play so we okay. have there's five pairs okay. like the other schools five pairs yeah. and like the number one pair of each school will play each other okay and the number two pair yeah, it's like tennis yeah okay then yeah we're good (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just didn't know because i was like i feel like two people out of like a full team yeah no yeah no no to like not play but no yeah that does make sense um okay getting into your stats it says played in five recorded matches in the exhibition winning four of them that was your freshman season and those are my dogs again (laughs) um what is the exhibition Next mission is so the five pairs that play, we mm-hmm. do a sixth pair mm-hmm. that um, it's kind of for the people that are more on the brink of the lineup yeah. and like kind of working towards that. And it's, it doesn't count for anything, 
like for the actual match yeah. itself, but it's just to like get more reps and so that more people can play. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and then last year, 14 starts in the lineup, went seven and seven, won two matches against ranked opponents. I didn't realize that George State and I don't even know what the FGC is. FGC, Florida Gulf Coast. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense why they would be top. Um, yeah, I didn't even know. I'm from Georgia, and you would think. <laughs> I wouldn't know that we even have a team. Yeah, their team's really solid. Like, they have an incredible program. Mm-hmm. Really great coaches, really great girls. We're, they're kind of like, I think we consider them kind of our sister school mm-hmm. in terms of, like, whenever we play them. Like, it's very, like, it's always super competitive, but then after, like, we all talk and hang out. Like, yeah, it's very, yeah, like, yeah. competitive, but then off the court, everyone's super nice to each other. Like, it's sweet. They're a really sweet team. Mm-hmm. And how, like, do you know how the season was, like, overall, like, your sophomore year? Just, like, as a team perspective, like, not just you. Our team, we had a decent um, season last year. We had, uh, we didn't do as well as we wanted to. Mm-hmm. I think we just had some circumstances. We had faced a lot of adversity last year within program is dealing with a lot of different things mm-hmm. and I think we grew a lot yeah. as a team like we grew a lot together um grew closer to our co- coaches like building building built like an incredible amount of trust that mm-hmm. I think a lot of teams aren't don't have yeah now especially just kind of with the circumstances that we had like if there was some like hard stuff that went on and I think that going into this year like it's going to be so much better mm-hmm. just because of the chemistry within our whole team and our whole program now. Yeah. And that was my next question. Where do you see the team in the future? We have some incredible new players this year and players that have been here. Um, we actually, we've got two, three transfers. One, two grad students, one's from Play Beach at Pepperdine, Play Beach at LSU, and then... Um, another one is from College of Charleston, and she's a junior, so she's about a year. And then our freshman class is just incredible. Mm-hmm. One of them's from my home hometown, so I grew up kind of playing with her and knowing her, and she's, like, all super sweet and just incredibly athletic and yeah. driven, and it's it's really cool to see. Yeah. Like, it's, everyone's really excited about what's going to happen this year, mm-hmm. so. Oh, and CFC, and yeah, like I love, I knew some of the beach volleyball players at CFC, because mm-hmm. whenever I would go to the beach, like, because mm-hmm. my mom, she lives there, but we would go, mm-hmm. and like, we would just play with them, like, They're they so would just come to the beach, yeah. and I'd be like, I'm by my place, yeah. <laughs> but it was fun, but yeah, that's, I can see it going awesome. Yeah, we, so we have a... It's going to be a hard schedule. Like, our first, we open at Florida State. Um, I got some good teams, but it's going to be really exciting. Mm-hmm. I think we're really excited this year. I think everyone has a really good feeling about it. Yeah. Just kind of coming back, we just, we started our first week of practices last week, and um, everyone's on the same page competitiveness-wise and, like, just, like, all around. Like, we have the same goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, so getting a little bit out of sports, um, you said, like, your degree and, like, your minor and everything, like, criminal justice Mm -hmm. and law, like, when you were being recruited, like, was that kind of, like, something that you always knew that you were going to go into? Oh, no. 
Okay. Not at all. I have. I still really don't know what I want to do that okay. much. <laughs> um, I actually, like, so I came into my freshman year not decided, um, and I started in political science, and then this year transferred to criminal justice. Um, I was thinking about, like, you know, because don't we have a really good pharmaceutical program here or yes. something like that? Yes. Like, I was thinking about something like that, or, like, I was kind of all over the place with it, but then I came in during COVID after all the George Floyd riots, like, all that stuff, and I had taken a big interest into social justice, mm-hmm. and so I kind of figured go with something that I'm at least interested in yeah. and kind of go from there. So, um, criminal justice. And I, I love all my classes, like, because everything I'm learning about is exactly what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, it's exactly what I want to be hearing. So it, it, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, right now, I'm taking one of my minor classes for my law, and it is um, philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's so boring, but my professor's so sweet. Yeah. But my, like, other classes are, like contracts and things like that so it's like mine my type of law isn't so much like that Mm -hmm. side which is like interesting seeing but outside of academics and athletics people forget sometimes that you are in college Mm -hmm. so what is it like to keep up with a social life um it's hard i it's something i struggle with a lot honestly um, I kind of was raised to, like, be an athlete mm-hmm. and, like, be an athlete and be good at my school. This is, like, complex because my dad, so my dad played professional golf. Okay. He played professional golf and he kind of raised me to be a professional athlete mm-hmm. in that sense. And so he always told me, like, there's three things. There's friends, school, and volleyball, and you can only have two of them. And it has to be school and volleyball. <laughs> Which is crazy. And I, I love my dad. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. I get, like, I t- like he is the whole reason mm-hmm. I'm here. And, like, I'm able to, like, be That's playing my dreams. Play. At my dream. Yeah, yeah. Doing my dream. Just doing my dream. Mm-hmm. And so, coming to college, I had, like, close friends at home. But I never really went out. I never mm-hmm. prioritized friendships. I never that kind of thing. So, it's definitely been a big learning curve for me. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I've, I think I've gotten it down better these days, but it's been hard, like, and, cause especially, like, I'm tired mm-hmm. after, I've gotten tired after practice and I've got schoolwork and, um, it kind of, it's super easy to stay in, like, the bubble of just yeah. our team mm-hmm. and, like, the team boyfriends and, like, yeah. that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been trying to, like, challenge myself to, like, make friends yeah. outside of it and, like, not just within the athletics community, but, like, also... Narps. <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone. No, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that is probably, like, one of the biggest things that I hear just from, like, collegiate athletes of just being, like... I know a few that have joined sororities, mm-hmm. but they can never keep up. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's hard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even just, like, with schoolwork, like, I... Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, having kind of your degree. Like, I feel like the work is, like, all reading. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of reading. So being able to, like, sit down and, like, taking time to do that. But then also prioritizing, yeah. like... Because you guys do have 
like long long days that yeah. a lot of people don't realize like they're just like oh like they're just college athletes like they're just getting the scholarship no, and yeah. just playing like you guys like have to wake up for like we have lift at 5 45 a.m and then i go to class and then i go to practice for three hours and i come home and it's 4 p.m 4 30 and i'm like done i'm done for the day i'm tired i know yeah yeah no that's that's really hard um and i feel like that can kind of go into your mental health and you are public about this just like with your instagram posts and everything Mm -hmm. like that so if you want to jump in um i have kind of struggled with my mental health since college Mm -hmm. it's when i started at least understanding it and like understanding that I had it. Um, I then we had a little bit of a mental health crisis within our team at one like last semester, and it really opened my eyes to how much there still is that we can do mm-hmm. that like hasn't been done. Yeah, which was really shocking to me in the fact that like um, there's been a lot of um, public deaths within NCAA athletes Mm -hmm. like um ending their lives and it's not it's every school across the U.S. and we're actually really lucky um that we have we have a mental health team in place we Mm -hmm. have a pretty nicely sized staff Mm -hmm. that like they're awesome and they're all incredible but I actually was talking to um Dr. Katie O'Neill she's the head of SEC like health Mm -hmm. and it's not even required for most places to have a therapist yeah. on staff. And like a lot of the times if an athlete expresses that they're um, like struggling, they have to be, they're sent to like an outside source. Mm-hmm. Like, and which that's crazy. Like I've had, like, this has been at my fingertips. Like I yeah, see Sarah Knoll, she's involved with my team. Sarah Knoll's a therapist that I see. Uh, but she's, like, involved with our team. She's, um, like, our whole, the whole staff is involved with our team. Like, we all, there's so many girls on my team. We all see therapists, like, whether it's for sports, whether it's for, like, things like that. But I think that, um, like, there's still a long way to go with mm-hmm. it. But, like, we are definitely on the higher end yeah. of resources here and there's been some really big steps made we actually so with everything that went on within our team um it kind of opened my eyes to like what we didn't have and so uh last semester i was working with um the head of the mental health committee whatever group Mm -hmm. um and our like sports administrator um and her overseer and judy van horn who's in charge of like title nine like the director of title nine mm-hmm. and she's like internal affairs that kind of thing and we've actually created emergency action plans so we have like a plan now if something were to go wrong mm-hmm. if someone if there's a crisis like we didn't have that before mm-hmm. we have created um on the app the teamworks app that like all the athletes yeah. have, to have uh the top pin file is now um like an emergency contact list like we didn't have that before like all of the names of the therapists like the uscpd the crisis line the mental health line like the trevor hotline um which is awesome because mm-hmm. there was instances where like 
we were trying to get help and like we didn't know who to call because I mean they gave us all the papers at the beginning of the school year but, but we're not actively putting yeah it's, I'm like okay I'll do it like, yeah. whatever um and we're working to get um probably starting next year we're gonna start like actual education like there's no education or training um and that's for most schools like mm-hmm. for athletes or staff and like I know that like our assistant coach had to like go to outside sources to like seek education for mental health and like just kind of be prepared in case anything were to happen so now it's going to be mandatory for everyone which is awesome like such yeah. a huge step mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just like you see we don't see no one really talks about it mm-hmm. and my kind of whole theory right now is like me struggling with it like it's something that's been a huge part of my life and been i deal with that stuff every day mm-hmm. and i think that more people talking about it like it gives other people validity it gives other people like it makes them feel like they're not less alone like that kind of thing so i i really like encourage people to talk about it and like kind of be open about it and like it's normal to have feelings it's Mm -hmm. normal to be sad like i think a big part of the problems in our world is because people aren't willing to show that you Mm -hmm. know no one's alone that kind of thing yeah yeah so yeah i like on my other podcast i'm very like open we but my first season i talked about like mental health Mm -hmm. and like everything like that and then i talked about like recently like the progress that i've made of like Mm -hmm. going from how i was in high school to like how i am in college Mm -hmm. because like sophomore year high school was not the best year (laughs) for me like there were there were a lot of issues that i had and like i didn't see a therapist until my senior year of high school Mm -hmm. but like going to therapy even a year and a half after I should have, mm-hmm. like, still take something off of your chest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like with, like, you guys as athletes, like, everyone looks at you guys as, like, perfect human beings. Yeah. And, like, you guys always have your shit together. Like, you never, like... Yeah. Like, like really... That's what it looks like. like yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. And so I feel like just having those conversations and like even like right now there's a guy on the michigan football team mm-hmm. he posts tiktoks all the time and they're the saddest things ever and they're like literally about like how he's like depressed and like everything always seems like he's on top of the, like everyone makes him seem yeah. like he's on top of the world yeah he like makes this good play but then he mm-hmm. goes home and, and he's like sad miserable yeah yeah and no one everyone like jokes about it in the comments and i'm like this guy is like literally reaching out. It's like a cry for help. Right. At this yeah. Point. yeah, yeah, I get it. But like, especially with men, like for him to be doing that is yeah, incredibly brave. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, and for a mich like he's on the Michigan football. Yeah, like he was yeah. in the final four. Yeah, but like I really like nobody talks about it in like the collegiate world. It's crazy, and it's crazy to me because I know so many people who struggle with it and have to deal with it, and um. Also, a lot of my teammates kind of really didn't know a lot about mental health mm-hmm. until they kind of, like, I've been very public about it, mm-hmm. so I kind of made them learn yeah. about it, but, like, it's, like, no one's educated on it. Like, no one has any idea, like, and if you don't know what it is, like, you don't know that you're struggling, like, you don't know that it's normal, yeah. like, all that kind of stuff. Like, you don't know to reach for help and stuff, mm-hmm. so. Or, like, how to, because they, like, yeah. Like, briefly talk about it in high school but it's never to like an extent oh, no. like like going from high school to college and especially becoming oh like gosh. a bigger athlete and like 
having more on your plate mm-hmm. and like having to constantly succeed mm-hmm. because I'm sure like in especially like on like higher like college football mm-hmm. stance yeah if I know some of the guys on the team are very much death threats oh yeah like that is insane and like if they are already suffering with like mental health issues it's so scary. they don't know about it yeah like I don't know there's there's just a lot that I'm yeah and then also just the pressures of like, like, to play and mm-hmm. to be in that starting lineup, yeah. to be you know the expectations like you don't want to let people down, you want, you don't want to let people you don't want people to think badly of you, mm-hmm. like the expectations of your coaches and like, um, and the pressure that you put on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're competing at a collegiate level, like yeah. you're competitive mm-hmm. and you're hard on yourself. Like yeah. you put that pressure, and I think a lot of people like. It definitely was a problem for me. Like, I've always put a, an insane amount of pressure on myself, mm-hmm. but I usually could succeed yeah. through that. And when I came to college, it was just a whole nother level playing field. And um, it was just a lot harder to deal with those pressures yeah. and succeed through that. So. Yeah. And you're, like, working out constantly. Oh, yeah. You're sometimes killing your body. Mm-hmm. Like, when it comes to, like, how you eat. Like, mm-hmm. you have, like, a certain guideline, but even, like, when Dodie's closed, yeah. like, it completely changes. Yeah. Like, everything does change. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, it, I'm glad that you spoke about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm glad that you did make that post. I feel like it was very, like, courageous of you. Thank you. And to just, like, put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. But that goes into kind of what like are the biggest stressors when it comes to like off season or during the season um biggest stressors when it comes to season it's every day I feel like you know it feels like you're it's a make it or break it like Mm -hmm. if I have a bad practice I'm done like I'm not in the lineup you Mm -hmm. know when that's never the case yeah um I also dealt with like the stressor of like the performance the performance aspect like in competition too like kind of like experiencing a lot of anxiety and Mm self-doubt which i hadn't really experienced till college um and then just like the a big thing that one talks about is eating schedule like crazy hard that was crazy hard for me like just like how much to eat when to eat yeah because you guys well, wake up mean, and work out. Yeah. And I feel like that's hard because then it, cause you usually have to eat before yeah. you work out, but then, like, you don't want to throw up. Yeah. And just... It's so hard. I eat, like, a banana or a go-go squeeze before my workout and then come back, protein, like, get a breakfast in. Mm-hmm. And then, like, some people go straight from their 1255 class to the 115 practice. Yeah. Like, when are they supposed to eat? And, like, eating, you don't want to eat too close to practice, especially when it's really hot because then you might puke yeah like just things like that and so that's definitely a stressor like without thinking more of like a subconscious stressor that i'm always just kind of thinking about and then just time management Mm -hmm. like always like you know i think for me it's really like i i tend to not be as productive at night Mm -hmm. because it's after practice i'm like tired Mm -hmm. so something that i've like tried to be more consistent in is like after weights like I get home at seven fifteen and I try to like 
stay up and like get a bunch of work done that mm-hmm. and then then I go to my classes then I go to practice so that way I at least can feel productive in that yeah and yeah and the sleep schedule is another one today like mm-hmm. we're waking up this early but we also have a lot to do yeah. and like but we want our bodies to recover like there's just a lot of things like smaller things that go into it that you don't really think of until mm-hmm. you get here and luckily people talk about it yeah there's always people telling you like hey make sure you're sleeping make sure you're eating mm-hmm. like that kind of thing we're lucky like we have so many resources yeah. here that are incredible but like just to figure that out for yourself and like what works for you mm-hmm. is so hard yeah <laughs> so hard yeah well and like you like class schedules because like you guys you really don't pick your class schedules like some of you yeah. do but like i know for like most of the football department like they meet with their advisor and their advisor does it for them oh and like even i think for like basketball too but it's like because they have so many different like like workouts throughout the day mm-hmm. and they have to have this certain amount of like classes that they have to mm-hmm. take in order to graduate like i know some seniors have to like wait longer to graduate yeah. just because they like can't get take as many classes. Class. yeah yeah um we're lucky like our coaches are very persistent that school is the number one focus for yeah. us which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. We actually had the highest GPA in athletics last semester. Yeah, I saw that you made all flag. Yeah, maybe I did. <laughs> um, but um, we're lucky that our coaches are like, that's always the first priority. And so we do have a lot of girls that have to kind of go in and out of practice, like early and late, mm-hmm. um, especially because the girls have some really freaking hard majors that yeah. like there's only one class offered. Like you don't have like, there's no, like, you have to take that class to yeah. get out. So we're just lucky that our coaches are very, like, they, their whole focus is, like, yeah, you're here to play volleyball, but we're also here to set you up for your future. Yeah. To, like, get you, get you ready for that. So. Yeah. And I, like, I feel like this is one of the more, like, relaxed sports when it does come to, like, all of that. Because I, today, I was watching a video for a class, and mm-hmm. it was, like, on like NCAA like policies mm-hmm. and like how they've changed over the years because like in 2013 like they didn't even have enough money to cover the full scholarship like some of the the players were paying like out of pocket to mm-hmm. even play even though they're bringing like all the revenue yeah and, and things like that and like even like the food like they didn't, yeah they would go play and win and like do this huge game and then they'd go home you have and to be go hungry yeah they have to go like, get their own food yeah. after yeah. And so now, like, I feel like just looking back, like, there's been so much progress. Oh, there's been so much progress, especially, like, in recent years, like, NIL money. Like, I think that's incredible. Mm -hmm. It's incredible that we can do that now. And I think it's been so good for so many people. Yeah. Especially for women's sports. Yeah. Like, they're making some money. Yeah. They're making some money. For that, it's easier for women too because they can get like jewelry deals. Yeah, like, the jewelry deals, the makeup, the skincare. I love clothing. the skincare. Yeah. Like, I love it. Yeah. Um yeah. Athletes become influencers. Yeah. Which is very deserved. Like yeah. I, I also feel like it's it's kind of like helpful when it's athletes in terms of like image. Mm-hmm. Like the like seeing different body types yeah. and different people and yeah, different, yeah, you know yeah. i think that's really another awesome thing to have that's a part of it too is there anything else you would like to add before concluding um 
it's hard to be an athlete, but I don't regret it ever. Yeah. I love it. And I'm sure once I'm out, some people are like, oh, you'll miss it so much. But, like, I also feel like I'm going to be like, oh, free time. Yeah. Like, I don't know how much I miss this, but it's, it's a love-hate relationship. But I'll miss the community. I'll miss the competition of it. But yeah. I'm so glad I do it. And, like, playing for someone on the field. Yeah, for sure. It might be one to miss it. But also, yeah. that does play into, like, you have played it for someone. Yeah, and well, I also could just be like, burnt. Yeah, I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah, that's how. But I'm so glad it's been, like, such a huge part of my life. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. A good, empowering sport. Oh, yeah. To be in. It's incredible. It's incredible. Well, that is everything. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. Of course. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I don't know when the next... The next episode, obviously, will be next week. I don't know who is going to be on it. Um, Maybe the next one, actually, will be Leah Boston. Ah, We'll manifest it. We'll manifest it. Yeah, I'll figure it out. But, yeah, that's everything for this episode. Goodbye, guys.